I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is the Reverend himself, from Reverend and the Makers. It's John McClure. John, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? My team are Sheffield Wednesday, and I support them because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the best answer we've had yet. Yes, <laughs> I like it. Simple, straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a family a family thing. My nana reckons she danced with the players, in, or used to reckon she's passed away now, but she used to reckon she danced with the players when they got back from winning FA Cup in 1930. So she were a, a, a proto-wag, you know what I mean? Back in the day. <laughs> So it's it's a family thing then, uh, from generation I to generation. Fell in line, yeah. My mum's one of seven, and they've all got hundred. I've got hundred cousins, and they're all Wednesdayites, apart from one who uh, were married the son of uh, Bernard Shaw of Sheffield United fame in the sixties. Yes. Uh, so there's one branch of family who've who've splintered and gone to the dark side, but rest of us are all Wednesdayites. <laughs> does that, can you just tell us quickly, just paint a picture for our, our listeners, John? How does it work in Sheffield? Is it sort of a, a different parts of the city uh, support different teams, or is it a family thing and very much sort of spread across the city? There's a bit of a regional thing. So the north of the city tends to be Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they call us South Barnsley. Uh, <laughs> but we we uh, the history of the clubs is we used to play at Bramall Lane. And then once we decided to to move, um, Sheffield United formed in the aftermath of our departure from Bramall Lane. Right. Um, and we call them the pigs because that area of Sheffield, uh, they made pig iron, um, which is a, a kind of inferior uh, metal uh, to the metal that is made elsewhere. So we, to this day, call them the pigs. I do uh, this. Although they... Symbolically they think that... inferior, of course, which was useful, wasn't it, John? Well, they they reckon that Hillsborough was built on a pig farm, so they reckon that we're the pigs. Oh, nice! But you've never had you've never had blue and white bacon, have you? you know what I mean? <laughs> 
That's true. Sheffield as a, as a town, of course, though, is it, it, it lays claim, doesn't it, to be one of the, 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 the oldest football town. I know it goes Notts County, you know, with the first professional side and all that, but Sheffield's old, old football, isn't it? Well, football as we know it was invented in Sheffield. Uh, the, the rules of football were codified in a potting shed at Olive Grove. The first uh, football t- professional football team, um, Sheffield FC, were the first football team in existence. The first derby uh, was Sheffield versus Hallam. The oldest continually used football ground is Hallam FC's uh, ground. So in many ways, we're the kind of people who invented the modern game, um, which I think a lot of people are kind of were disgruntled when the, the National Football Museum went to Manchester because we felt like we should have maybe had it. Um, but Sheffield FC continue to continue to exist and do great stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, I mean, you only have to look a couple of seasons, a few seasons ago, we were in League One last day at season. Wednesday had 38,000 and Sheffield United had 30,000, which is... You know, 68,000 fans across the city on one weekend. It's uh, We love it. We do. We love it. It's a big thing. It's a, it's a great uh, football city, as you said, mm. with a fantastic history. John, what are your earliest memories of, of football? You know, what, 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 what do you first remember? Do you know what, actually? The first time I watched Wednesday was at Bramall Lane, weirdly enough, in a, a thing. We used to have a thing called the Steel City Cup. That's right. A bit of basic, like a, a pre-season friendly um, at the start of the season. Uh, and my first match was at Bramall Lane on the corner terrace with no roof on top, stood up, and Wednesday played in green and white uh, hoops, uh, and it were nil-nil, and Carlton Palmer hit the bar. Uh, I can distinctly remember it, 1988, possibly. Yeah, I think it were. Yeah. Carlton Palmer. And what was the first game you went to at Hillsborough? Do you remember that? I can't remember, mate, to be honest. I can't remember, although one that sticks out, vividly as a kid but when Big Ron left right. and he went to Villa That's and we right. got Villa the same day as the, say, the first day of the season and I must have only been 9, 10 and everybody were calling him Judas and like booing him and all this and I think he might have even signed Daly and Atkinson from us uh, and I remember that being like you know when you, you kind of first understand how much football means to people mm. and there was this like visceral hatred for Big Ron because <laughs> he'd, he'd left us in Lurch and gone to Villa <laughs> uh, and that stands out as, a, as an early memory. I mean, at that time as well, Sheffield Wednesday were, were, were sort of a top five team, weren't they? Sort of that, at that period. Aye, I, I mean, we, we, the I think '93 season we could have won the title on the last day of the season. Um, and obviously, the famous one is that we had Cantona for a while, right? And Trevor Francis said, "I want to see him playing grass." Uh, which is just absolutely bonkers, isn't it? And there's a foot, loads of photos of him in the Wednesday kit. He played in some like sort of charity match and all this. And you think, if, you know, if we'd have got him instead of him going to uh, play for Leeds under Howard Wilkinson, what might have been, you know? Mm. And, and it's been kind of 22 years outside at Prem, and you've got like, I see lads and lasses now at match, 21 years old. They can't remember has ever been any good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is which is mad considering the size of the fan base and stuff. Uh, but yeah, they, they were the kind of glory, glory years, I guess. That period from coming up and winning, uh, winning the league cup whilst still in championship, and then coming up and uh, them two cup finals in '93 against Arsenal, and, and finishing as high as we did in the league. You know, that, that, they, they were the best times, really. Yeah. Can I ask you, were you a player as a kid, John? Did you used to kick around, aspiring to be somebody? Uh, yeah, 
big massive lump centre half. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely thick as anything, and how famous for once picking the ball up because I heard heard a whistle go and it were on pitch next to us and I thought it were our pitch to be a penalty away. Um, and my, nick, my nickname were Dopey. Uh, so you, can, you can draw your own conclusions. I played for Crosspool Juniors um, and when I joined them we were in the B League and when I when I finished we were in the E League. Which, Impressive. Yeah, it tells its own story really. <laughs> you don't go into the game, John. I know you you still go to matches, and uh, I've you know we, we chat regularly, and it's, it's great to see. You. What were your match day rituals as, as a kid? A, I, I just got to tell the listeners about. There's a great photograph of John that he showed me where when they played Sheffield United famously in the FA Cup semi final, the both Sheffield Cups there. You went in fancy dress, John, didn't you? Can you tell us? Oh God, <laughs> what you went as? So my my, my dad didn't go to the semi. My dad's, my dad's not from Sheffield, he's from Lake District and his family support Everton, so he's not really bothered about Wednesday. But he used to take us to home matches, but I went to the semi-final with some people on our, down our street. And then when it goes to, gets to the final, my little brother wanted to go, and my dad said, all right, we'll get tickets and I'll take you. And I've no idea why, but I went as a gorilla, uh, uh, dressed as a gorilla, yeah, <laughs> which is just uh, unfathomable, isn't it, after, afterwards. But in fairness, Johnny, I was only 12, and I was still into WWF wrestling. <laughs> And um, <laughs> there's a great, you know I mean? if, if we can get it, there's a, a brilliant photograph. He's on Wembley Way. I think you've even actually got a Sheffield Wednesday top over it as over well. The, it? Over, over the, the thing. Furry suit. And there's obviously, there's just, you know, there's the classic for the fans there. And there's just a gorilla standing there. Of course, there's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> With a Sheffield Wednesday sort of thing on, and I just love the mind of of, of a young football fan. They go, I know what I'll do. I know, it was. I know it's exactly what's yeah, right for the yes, occasion. Yes, <laughs> it's a gorilla suit, genius. Well, unbelievable. And my, my brother still likes to bring this up, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I, I like to say, I like to get him back and say that he didn't go to the semi final, and it, it pains him because my brother's. Uh, He's, he's even he's like obsessed with Wednesday, like to the point where it's literally all he can talk about. <laughs> yeah, he is, not he? Um, <laughs> and you got your revenge yeah, like, by putting up a photograph of him in a Newcastle shirt because he's a kid, and he, you know, you, when the kid you get a shirt, yeah, you get your, so then they started calling him Geordie Chris because his brother's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so John's I'll revenge that was that is. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'll tell you what that is. It's when TK Max first opened, and they used to do like when it got to end of the season, they'd sell off teams' football. Yes, right. So he got he got he got that blue and blue and purple Newcastle away oh, kit like for like a quid. My dad went and bought him, and it, yeah, we're like um, Fastino Asbria era That's and right. Kevin Keegan. It, yeah, that were that were uh, that were Chris. So yeah, Jordy Chris rides again. <laughs> Never been there in his life. No, no. <laughs> uh, why, man? John, can you tell us who your favourite player was as a kid? I loved um, Chris Waddle. Um, just. We'd never seen anything like him at Hillsborough. We'd been used to having like Lee Chapman play for us and uh, people like that, you know. And then suddenly we signed Waddleoo a couple of years earlier. He'd arguably been the best player in in, the, in Europe, maybe even the world. You know, he'd, he'd been playing in Marseille with Papan and Basil Bolly and all that lot, Joe Kaev and, and Deschamps. And then, you know, randomly went and signed for Wednesday. Um, and he was just... He was just majestic, incredible to watch, um, and just a top man. And, he, and even now, you know, we have a pint sometimes when I see him, and he's, he's, he's everything you would want your hero to be. He's a lovely fella, and yeah, legend. 
I got a, uh, there's a great story he tells Chris Waddle when he first plays for Wednesday and he goes bombing down the wing and he hears this snap, snap, snapping noise and he almost turns startled and it's the people getting off the wooden seats standing. Oh, as the he clack, goes, clack, yeah, clack, 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 clack. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. And he never heard it before and in Wednesday, so of course, he says he buzzed off that then. If he knew, if he could hear the clack, 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 he was getting the crowd And of course, excited. the quicker the clack in, the yeah. faster he was running. Yeah. <laughs> so that would yeah. make perfect yeah. sense. He had a language style, didn't he? Did you, ever, did you ever get a chance, did you ever sit down and swap pop music notes with him, of course? That's the big question we need to ask. Well, I, I know, I mean, I don't want to be a name dropper, but I know him quite well. And his daughter, Brooke, I talk to her quite a lot. And I'm saying to her, when all this lockdown stuff started and everybody's doing this... Uh, you know, you got like everybody's doing a cover version, sat in their house in the in the pajamas, aren't yeah. everybody's covering everybody's songs? So I gets on to Brooke and I says, "Listen, have a word with your dad." I said, "Let's get let's get him and Oddle back together." I said, "We'll do a lockdown version of um, Diamond Lights, yeah, Diamond Lights, right?" <laughs> but he wouldn't have any. I think he's he'd be up for it. It's Oddle in it. Oddle's Oddle. I think Oddle's like taking himself seriously. He's in like a jazz phase. Oddle. He's onto his his, his latest album and he's. Uh, <laughs> Artistic differences, you know what I mean? I, bizarrely enough, I talked to... There's a guitarist who you'll know, I'm sure, John, called Bernie Marsden, who's sort of stuff a legend in the yep. rock world, yep. who told me the story that he, he he was in an airport, random airport, and Glenn Hodder was there, and wrote a list out of recommended David Sanborn albums for him, no to, way. For him to go away and listen to, because he decided, as you say, the jazz fusion was the way forward for Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, for for people of you know real kind of aficionados out there, will will know that Chris Waddle didn't only release Diamond Lights. He had a song when he played for Marseille. Him and uh, Basil Bolly released a song. Really? Um, yeah, and Basil Bolly's like, "Hey, Chris, it's Basil," and all this is absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, but the video is unbelievable. I urge you to uh, to seek it out. Just type in uh, just type in Chris Waddle Basil Bolly video. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Kick, kick <laughs> back and uh, stick your feet up. What more would you want to do when there's an heat wave outside and stay inside watching Chris Waddle and Basil Bolly video pop videos? Eh? You just want more of it, wouldn't you? That's what. That's <laughs> the other thing. Where's the rest of their discography? <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. A career tragically ended. <laughs> John, I was gonna. I, 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 you're uh, one of the few people that I know the answer to this question. To um, what are your match day rituals now? I know this because I've been with him on match day. <laughs> Well, um, I like to, um, I like to basically. My dad, when we were kids, my dad you, obviously they block off all streets near uh, near Hillsborough, and obviously you can't park. But my dad used to have this blag where he used to tell coppers on road right next to Wednesday Ground that his sister lived at number nineteen Bickerton Road, right? And we always used to get to park right next to the ground. So I'll, I use that as my blag, park my car up, and then. Head in with me little lad because I've started taking me lad. Oh, brilliant! Uh, so you can't talk to the pub anymore. The pub before. Well, he's ruined. He, he's ruined me pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. he, like he used to like a few pints, as you know, Johnny. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, young'uns ruined everything because obviously I take him now, so there's none of that malarkey. Oh, um, that's interesting. So now I've basically turned into my dad. So I, I, that's me black number nineteen Bickerton Road. I tell him my auntie lives on there. Even though I ain't going to and she don't live on that road. Um, <laughs> and I park up outside some random person's house and uh, head in like. But yeah, it's all changed now. That little lads come because he's he wants a program and he wants to watch like Barry Bannon stretching his calves and all that. Kind of <laughs> oh dear! Oh, early in the ground. Oh dear! You, it's the it's the complete commitment now from you. I like it. And the music they play, it's always like Gina G and stuff like that, isn't it? They play. Oh, <laughs> honestly, and we've got a PA that could only be described as like. North Korean in its 
in its it's like it's literally like a North Korean public address system. You know what I mean? You can't hear a word they're saying, and every everything sounds like like the Ramones. Or, no, that, that's been putting it nicely. Everything sounds like like Iron Maiden or something. It's, it's dreadful. Uh, so yeah, we head in we head in there and get a bit of tinnitus prior to match. It's great. I suppose therefore you we should go back and you should talk about your match day rituals then, like pre kid then, because. This is, I guess, what you and Johnny, that, that's the moment you used to share. Well, the days of the shaky have gone. We used to take me into the, to the, uh, the pubs that uh, around the ground. It's a great uh, away day, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Sheffield is a fantastic city, but yeah. it is, it's got, it's got, yeah. you know, it's a legendary ground in the walk up and the pubs. They're fantastic, John, aren't they, all around that area? Yeah, we have a, we have a little walk up and we meet women. Obviously, when you lot come with Forrest, we've met up and we, we take them in, uh, into Hillsborough. There's a great lad called Sam Salim, who we know uh, normally joins us, who, uh, is a is a bit of a character, and we we yeah Shakespeare, Queen's Ground, um, Legends, Rawson Spring. It's uh, there's no end to the uh, to the culinary and uh, hospital hospitality that Hillsborough's got to offer. Really, one place that's amazing, Mark, you would love it. It's it's almost like an old fashioned working man's club, and it literally is still it still looks like it's the mid 1950s oh. inside, and looks amazing. Wow, they've got an original big clock up and all that kind of stuff. They took me in there quickly to show me it. Perfect for a match, you know. Ten Peter side. Ah, that's, uh, that's cracking. That spot. It's, there's a there's a little uh, a little club that you can go in, and there's a few spots actually. But I've got to be honest. If uh, if you were in Premier League, I think uh, a lot of that's because 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 it's in Championship, you can get away with having a having a, a cig and a pint in in ground, can't you, at Hillsborough? So there's a bit of that at Hillsborough and all. Whereas as soon as you get into Prem, all that goes goes back wayside, doesn't it? They start yeah. taking it a bit more seriously, but. Yeah, it's a it's a good uh, a good away day is uh, is Wednesday, you know, and we try to offer a bit of hospitality to clubs that we like. So Forest lads always show us a good time when we go down there. So we try and try and reciprocate, you know. Yeah, it's absolutely. I, I can uh, totally agree you with can that. You vouch for that, can't I you? Can, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> John, I was going to ask you for your pe- favourite piece of um, memorabilia or memento. Well, funnily enough, I picked my gorilla mask, actually, but we've already done that, haven't we? So, no, that's okay. Uh, we can no. talk about it. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you, so here's the thing about that. Did the did the head stay on? Were you vigilant yeah, yeah. about being a gorilla? No, I mean, obviously, I was 12, and you don't care at that age, do you? You know, it's before puberty, is it? And before you're self-conscious, so we're quite proud of being a gorilla. Yeah. Uh, and it was only like a year or two later when I realised I looked like an absolute idiot that it started to dawn on me that I probably shouldn't have done it. And then... Uh, I lobbed it in a box and it went into attic and in my mum and dad's loft, as you as you can imagine. And then uh, years later, when my mum and dad were having some work in their house, they pulled this box out and out falls this gorilla mask and uh, it all came all came tumbling back to me like, you know. Brilliant. So the mask still lives. I bet yeah, it's got no, a... it's still there. Yeah. I bet it, it, it probably smells of, of a little bit. There's probably a bit of aroma with it as well. I should imagine you sweat quite a lot inside the gorilla's head, don't you? You do sweat, yeah. It's the the bitter taste of defeat, mate. Salty, <laughs> sal- salty tears from when Andy Linegan yes. nutted that one in it oh, replay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> John, who's um, like? So you you still regularly go to games with your your boy? Who's your favourite player now? Little Barry, Barry Bannon. Yeah, what a player! He's a he's, uh, player. He's, listen, he's like a he's like a little uh, little Rolls Royce. He's Barry Bannon, and I don't think people quite realise that quite how good he is actually. Um, he's, he's, he's a stunning footballer and like you know like I, I said to somebody recently he could go and have a game for Barcelona Barry Bannon and, you, and he's fitting perfectly and everybody laughed at me right but he's that good 
Like people are going to be laughing at home, thinking, "All right, all right, he plays in Championship, mate, for Wednesday." But he's 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 insane. Like his first touch and his his range of passing is incredible. Um, and it's just a, I feel like it, people don't know about him. Like it's a shame that he's never played at an higher level because he's he's incredible. Uh, and being honest, he's way too good for us. You know, you like you see them lads and they've got like an insanely fit girlfriend. Yeah. Um, he, where, where, well, Wednesday's the ugly bloke and Barry's the beautiful <laughs> missus. So we're batting, we're batting well out of, out of the league with him. I don't Do you know, know how, how, how we got him all. But his dad comes to matches, eh? So he's, his dad likes a drink and you see him at away matches. You know, we've got this supporter Tango, Mr. Tango, they yes. call him Tango, man. Yeah. Well, him and Barry Bannon's dad and Tango have become like best friends. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, for whatever reason, he loves playing for us, and uh, we've got him like, and he seems happy to stay. Which he does, is, doesn't he? You know, he's 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 happy. Do you know? Do you remember that game last season, that bizarre game where they went four 0 up against Forest uh, in, in the uh, first half an hour? Yeah. Uh, complete, and uh, that was Barry Bannon. And there yeah. was a moment in the game where they were two 0 up, where I genuinely mean this. He's obviously clocked that he's running the midfield, and Forest have set yeah. up against them, and he's got the freedom of the pitch. <laughs> he's shouting at his shouting at his wing backs. Get, he's going to go, get in that corner, get in that corner, and he's passing the ball Just to him. another goal. Yeah. And for about ten minutes, he absolutely destroys the Nottingham Forest Football Club. He destroys them. I was I was watching him, Barry Bannon, and, yeah. and that's that's the potential he's got. If you give him that freedom, he's deadly, isn't he? Oh, he's incredible, mate. You know, he's, he really is, and he's had a. I feel. I feel a bit sorry for him because he's had, he's had a series of like terrible air transplants, Barry. And, uh, <laughs> none of which seem to have taken. Would I bet well, right, John? None of them. Have, it's it's like you know, like when you, you, your dad's trying to chuck a bit of seed on lawn, trying to get lawn to grow back, and it just won't have it. Um, whether whether you stop tabling garden, uh, it's one of them. Like it, 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 when we had Carlos Carvajal as his manager, there were Carlos, Stephen Fletcher, and Barry. And one summer, they all disappeared to like Turkey or somewhere. Um, and next thing, they've all come back and they've all got that, you know where they've all got that like, line across Barnet? Yes. Uh, and it's, oh, it's it's a bad scene, honestly, it really is, because they must have spent they must have spent 100 grand between them. And uh, yeah, it's not it's not gone down right well, to be honest. So, Me and you, you and your pals on a hair transplant holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Turkey. it's funny because you know, like you see them old, you see Bobby Charlton and, and Jack Charlton, you see them with like, and you know, Nobby had it, didn't he? Back in there, you see these really bad comb overs in the 60s. Yeah. And you look at little Barry playing and he, he looks like he's been like, you know, in a time machine from a bygone era because he looks like a 60s player. He's got this like big, massive like comb over that's like flapping it wins, <laughs> but then he's like majestically pinging balls 60 yards. He's, he's incredible. <laughs> Barry Bannon, one of the best players in the championship, I'll agree with that. John, your best ever kit or your favourite ever kit? Well, my favourite Wednesday kit is um, the green and white hoops. Where then we first we had a, an away kit where we played, essentially, it's the Celtic kit, but oh, a Wednesday right. kit. Uh, I think we were sponsored by something like VW Plastics or something, but it was a beautiful kit. We looked, we looked class in it. So I would have to go with that one, really, because... Nice. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't, we've never had it since, either. It's a bit of a kind of collector's item. Because they've messed with the but, blue and white stripes, haven't they, over the seasons? You know, the the white stripe has broadened and narrowed regularly over during the course of the years, isn't it? Yeah, and then a couple of years ago, back they went they went for like a, a block blue, yeah. which we played in in the sixties when we got to the cup final against Everton. We had a 
a block blue, but oh, you 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 purist, they went absolutely barmy about it. They don't like it. They want they want they want to have like a butcher's apron. You know what I mean? So, but the thing is, uh, the thing is, John, it is probably the most famous blue and white stripe kit. Well, that's as it what is. I'm thinking that's I all thinking, I can yeah, think yeah. about a Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So you'd you'd want to keep to that if you you know. So I understand. Oh, listen, I'm, I'm well. I mean, there's all there's all there's all Brighton and Rail Saucier dad. So you'd think we're the we're the kind of we're the top ones. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, we're so you win that one. And also the name, John Sheffield Wednesday, is such a unique name. Is what's the history behind that? Do you know? Yeah, we were a cricket club and we were formed on a Wednesday, which is uh, slightly boring when you recount no, it. Really. So many football clubs were formed, yeah, out of cricket clubs. Right? Yeah, There's but, something to do in the winter. But this is what I mean about, like, I mean, I know I know various people, including Gary Neville, have had this rant, haven't they, many times. But Wednesday's one of them old, traditional, what I call a proper football club, right? Yeah. yeah. Similar to Forest, Leeds, who thankfully have got up now. But there's a certain. Do you think we should? We're a Premiership team, aren't we? Massive fan base. You know, history's there and all that. And uh, it's just sad that we've had 22 years in doldrums, really, because uh, you know, we're, like you said, we're, we're one of the founder members at league, and we've been there a long time. So, it'd be nice to uh, think we could get back where we belong at some point. John, I was just about to say. We, I think we had this chat to me a few weeks back. The tracksuit top that you had in the mid 60s FA Cup final with just owls written on the back. That was that was that was a smart top, wasn't it? I think you can get them still. Uh, there's, yeah. there's, like the originals, there's, a, there's maybe a li- very limited edition of, but they go for they, they go for big money then. I bet they do. It's uh, like yeah, the '66 I mean. England one, wasn't yeah, it? It's got yeah. that same kind. Same of, thing, almost like a bomber jacket. Yeah, like sort of like absolutely sort of in, in vogue yeah. as a as a, as yep. a jacket. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that cup final in '66, the Beatles were at that cup final because they were, they were Everton Wednesday, yeah. and Muhammad Ali were at that cup final because he was about to fight um, Henry. Uh, Henry, so Henry Cooper. Yeah. Right, so, like, it's a bit of an... And it's 66, so it's the same summer that England won the World Cup. It's a bit of an iconic uh, moment in, like, popular culture. Like, the Beatles had got Revolver and Rubber Soul in the charts, and it was a bit of a, like, golden era, weren't it, 66? Yeah, yeah. Um, And you look back now, and everybody looks well cool and stuff, and, uh, yeah, good times. Although we lost, you know, I think we we, we 2-0 up, and we lost 3-2. That's right, yeah, yeah. Can I ask Incredible. you, John, about Wembley, actually? Because I, I, I noted with interest, of course, that you got to play at Wembley, um, but obviously yeah. on yeah. a stage with the band uh, in yeah. support, supporting Oasis. As a football fan, what's that like, even as you're walking out as a musician? Oh, unbelievable. I mean, I mean I, I, weirdly, I, I'm, I'm in a very select group, me, Robbie Williams, and uh, Rod Stewart, who played football and a gig at uh, Wembley Stadium. So <laughs> oh. Talk us through it. Talk us through it, John. I've, well, I played in a couple of charity matches, like um, which were awful because I realised how big Wembley is, and I were marking Simon from Blue, who picking shift, picking shift Simon from Blue. Honestly, he's quick, he really is, and I tried to mark him and realised I can't run, so I came off after twenty minutes. First match, second match, I did all right, uh, and then obviously we went on and supported Oasis in their final tour at Wembley, which. Noel's a bit of a fan of band, and I get, I guess, of my band, I guess, and you know, I've come to become quite pally with him, and he asked us to support him, which, being a fan as a kid growing up, were were immense. Like, you know, one of the best things we've ever done, really. Um, yeah, really honoured, you know, and honoured, and it, it were an amazing experience, and and whenever I think about it, really, I can't, you know, like you sometimes you can't believe it's you that's done something. Like you think, oh, it were me that did that. I can't believe it. Yeah, you know, great times, really, and. Uh, look back on it very fondly fantastic John here's a question for you 
What's your favourite team that's not Sheffield Wednesday? Have you got one? Have we got a soft spot for somebody? I have. I have. Uh, it's Everton. It's my dad's side of the family ah, played right. for Everton. And my dad's, sorry, my dad's, my granddad's brother played for Everton and he played in the famous 30s side way with Dixie Dean. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, he, he was on the boat. That they played a European time. Um and he was on the boat that sank and they all survived. And they were coming back from a European tie in about 30, I don't know what, 35 maybe. Right. Um, and yeah, so me, me granddad were an Evertonian. My uncle Malcolm's a mad Evertonian. He's lad. My dad, I guess, he's nominally an Everton fan, even though he's not that bothered. Uh, and when I did the Justice thing for the, oh, I kind of sang on that Justice uh, song that, got number one for the, the Hillsborough uh, victims for the justice campaign. And I got to know a lot of Liverpoolians and Evertonians through that and uh, told them that my granddad's brother had played for Everton. And next thing, they'd give me this big book all about him and his time playing for him. And so through that, I've come to know like Peter Reid and Neville Southall, who are both terrific fellas. And I've just got a lot of love for Everton as a club, you know, where they conduct themselves off the pitch. Um, remember the way they treat the young lad, um, who were poorly from Sunderland, you know, yes. and all that stuff. And they, they just conduct themselves in a kind of very classy way, don't they? Everton? Yes. They're about the right sort of stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just Bradley, got a lot of time Bradley, wasn't it? Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley, you know, that's him, yeah. They, they, they do, they are the, the gold standard in football for a lot of people, how they are in the community as well. They, their community trust is seen as the. As, as, as the pioneers, really, what they do around the city with food banks and all the other stuff, mental health, they are a fantastic football club for what they do in the city, as are Liverpool. Um, both of them do great work in that city, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, I've, I've, been, to Ever- I've been to Goodison and they treat me like a king, like more than... We- like, well, I've never had out off Wednesday for now. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, always had to, I've always had to buy... Well, not that I expect it, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I went to Everton and they treat me like... As if, like, I don't know, as if... I was some sort of massive rock star or something like laying red carpet out for me. A lot of like, this is class. So. Yeah. Well, you are yeah. minor royalty. You're, you're related to a former player. I mean, that that does it. Well, I know, mate, but it's been a long time. It's true. It? <laughs> I think he only I think he only played like 15 games for him or something. But I don't know if I don't know what it were. But we went over to the, the ad, we went over to Liverpool derby and they were uh, they couldn't do enough for us Evertonians, you know and. Uh, they're just, they're just good people, you know. Reed is a top man, and and all the ex players as well. They're all terrific fellas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, got a lot of love for Everton, and and I, I'm hoping now they've got Machidi involved that they'll uh, go up and start challenging Liverpool. You know, yeah, because, because it's good, good, a, a good a good Everton is good for football I and think. good fun in Definitely. the city. Yeah, that, that that certainly will work. Yeah. This is the best eleven podcast from Talk Sport. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. John, the final question is the big one. Um, we're going to take us to your best England eleven. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I've done a few Wednesday 11s for various other things, so I thought I'd do an England one for you. Uh, I'm going to do my lifetime because um, if I, if I went outside of my lifetime, uh, we'd obviously have to include 66. And I sometimes think people of my age they comment on players from the past. We are, I mean, I, I talk about Bobby Charlton and people. I've never seen him play really. No. Maybe seen him on, you know, I've seen 66 World Cup final, but it, I, I'd feel like I were cheating having them people in. So I'm going to do my lifetime if that's all right with you, mate. Fantastic, John. You you, you take us away, pal. Who's, who's in goal? All right. For us? So in goal, we'll have David Seaman, who, uh, barring them couple of errors they had against Naeem and Ronaldinho, were pretty much solid, right, all the time. So, well, and he's a, he's a Rotherham lad. So we'll stick him in net. Do you think he's had a unique hairstyle for a Rotherham lad? Do you think he would be the or, or was that? Or oh that? yeah, he got. I mean, he, he can't have been going home back to Rotherham. <laughs> that ponytail tash combo. Let's be honest. It, and got... he stuck with it as well. Fair play to him. He, he once he started, he wasn't stopping, was no, he? he David Seaman with that look. Well, he was very brave, weren't he? Because I mean, you imagine going out at Rotherham in like 1990 with a tash and a ponytail. You'd have got <laughs> wouldn't you? You know what I mean? I brave, a brave but man, a, but a very good goalkeeper. So, John, are you going to? What are you doing? A four across the back? Are you starting with right back? Tell us how you want to I take think, it. I think, I think we'll stick four four two, Johnny. Okay, you know what mate. I mean? Let's not let's not complicate matters. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put I'm going to put Gary Neville at right back. Yeah. Uh, a popular solid, choice. Dependable. Yeah, a popular choice. And. Comes across as a thoroughly decent fella, doesn't he, Gary Neville? Yeah. Um, got a lot of time for him. Left back, um, Ashley Cole, who I think oh. was possibly the best left back in the world for a brief period of time. We often say this, Mark, we, we, we? And we say that, and of course, the, the fact is is that he was that kind of player. He Almost a pioneering fullback in that role, the way that he played his football. Yeah, yeah. An incredible player. And you remember them tournament, them couple of tournaments when we, when we drew Portugal and he had Ronaldo in his pocket, didn't he? Remember yeah, that? yeah. Because he was you quick. Know, there's not he many people as well, wasn't he? And, and, and was... backwards and forwards yeah. as well. He defended as well as he attacked. Yeah, best player. Ah, and he got it. I mean, lad got a bad press, didn't he, when he went to Chelsea? But, you know, boots on other foot and they're offering you all that money and whatever, you, you probably would have gone, wouldn't oh, you? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he, he got a bad press. He comes across like a decent lad, to be honest. I've Agreed. seen him interviewed and. So we'll stick him at left back, and then my centre halves. I'm going to go Sol, big Sol. Yeah. Who uh, were an incredible footballer, weren't he, Sol? You know, and I always think back about that goal against Portugal, actually, that disallowed goal, because absolutely nothing wrong with that goal, would it? No. So I, didn't, feel, I, didn't, uh, I didn't think so. Uh, so we'll have Sol, and then Rio, who I think, again, you know, you're on about Ashley Cole being, being world class. There were five years back there when Rio were. Yes. As good as it gets, right? Yeah, everything. Everything a centre half could have. He was yeah, great in the air. Could bring the ball out. You know, he had a tackle. And again, uh, another one who's gone on and, and you see him interviewed and he comes across like a decent lad, doesn't yeah, he? You know, he definitely. talks a lot of sense. And um, yeah, we like Rio. I think I feel uh, feel desperately sorry for him with what happened with his missus. You know what I mean? He, uh, but he comes across like a good lad. And I think he he were an unbelievable footballer, Rio. You know, and a, a big part of that. 
that that centre half partnership him and Nemanja Vidic, yeah. you know, they were they were they were unstoppable them two, weren't they? Yeah. You know, very continental, weren't he, Rio at the time? You know, you, you weren't used to seeing English centre halves play like that. You know, bring it ball out from back, and he could really play Rio. Yeah, he could. He had good that feet. Was, it was. It could have been a midfielder just as easy at West Ham when he yeah. started there. You know, Absolutely. they didn't know his best position. It's just that he was so good in the air. So you may as that well play him centre. Exactly. You know I, mean? yeah. I, I think the thing that back four. I'm just thinking that probably played together that back four. I'd say. Um. I would think they did, mate. Yeah, around yeah. 2000, yeah. 2002, yeah. around that sort of yeah. period. So. And again, you look at this, and I say this as a Welshman, surrounded by Englishmen, how you didn't win a major tournament or at least <laughs> get to a final with some of these players. I know they were called the golden generation, but it was just, you know, anyway. Well, let's, let's, we're, we're going to get to that, Johnny, because I'm yeah. going to get to the left side of midfield, aren't I? Which, yes. Which, which, was always the yeah. problem, right? Well, you, you didn't have so, rain gigs, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard it a million you times. You know, but <laughs> we, we, we've had this many times, yeah. you know, gig day. Broker's mm. art, didn't it? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll have to stick Beckham in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's been said many, many times before. And I think another one whose who's private life and, and media profile, a bit like Ashley Cole, kind of denigrated what a good footballer he were. You think back to that Greece game and by sheer force of will, he yes. kind of got us into World Cup, didn't he? You know, I, I, still, I look back at that and it's like actual Roy of the Rovers stuff. Yeah, he was terrific that game. And also the fact that, uh, you know, especially the time he was with United as well, his delivery of a ball. And I mean, I know he had the forwards there, but they'd be as soon as he got it, they'd be on their bikes. So they knew it was coming. Yeah. You know, he's one of those players, that once he got the ball, if you're a forward and you know the boy and it's coming and it's going to come into a great area at great pace, that's everything he wanted as a footballer. And that was the clever thing about him is that he, he wasn't, Gifted or no. blessed in the way that super the, a lot of football couldn't particularly are. couldn't beat a man in the sense of no, go past no him like 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 a Messi but, could but or pace. Man, but he used oh. what he got well, didn't he? Oh, he could just deliver a football into the into an area where it hurt you and put it on a six. Astonishing, really, the the service he provided for Manchester United and England at that time. So, what about your centre mids, John? Well, centre mids is, a, is this is the great debating point, isn't it? Because you, you you're basically picking two from three brilliant central central midfielders in well. In fact, four, because we're on about during my lifetime, I'm going to have to put Gascoigne in, aren't I? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's arguably we've never seen an English player like that. I mean, you know, 1990, the way the way that kind of shift of pace and the way he went past people, mm. just uh, just incredible. I'm, I'm going to put skulls next to him, which means I'm leaving, you know, some good players out of there. Um, but skulls, like, what a player. What a player. Uh, and it's funny, you talk to ex-pros, don't you? You know, I talked to a lot of old Wednesday lads like Waddle and Sheridan and them people. And all of them, without exception, they all mentioned Skulls. They're like, you couldn't get near him. You know, you, before you'd even gone to tackle him, he'd, he'd done something and ball were gone kind of thing. Yeah. I think he was underestimated. I think he was a pro, absolutely one of those pros pros. Sort of like, but, but the fans, I don't think, ever sort of saw him in that light. Or, sort of, or certainly other midfielders were put in front of him often. Yeah, and, and it's it's and you think back and you think he, he, he were that good. He didn't, he didn't even look like he was trying. I that was the thing. His... Yeah, he weren't flash. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you you think about Gerard, it's all sleeves up. I think he played in a bad Liverpool side, so you noticed him kind of, you know, willing them to win kind of thing. Whereas Skulls played in a good Man United team, so it probably went under radar a little bit more. But that shouldn't take away from what a brilliant no. player he were, you know. I mean, I mean they, it, they it, love they love him at United, and they that's the yes. thing. The fans there, they they he was a god at Manchester United, wasn't he? Well, you only you've only to look at when Fergie went and got him out of retirement to win yeah. league. You know what I mean? Which is, is amazing, thought, isn't it? Yeah, 
I mean, who else can you imagine coming back from retirement to win, you know, to win title? It's mental, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Although he was always slightly suspect when diving into a challenge, wasn't he? He, oh. he seemed to enjoy being relatively late. <laughs> the amount of times I'd go, what's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd do that sorry Shocking thing after, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, him and, him and Gaza at Middle at Park, I mean, ideally I should have had somebody older. Yeah, you've got a massive hole there, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's all yeah. graceful going forward. <laughs> Let's just let's just imagine we're playing San Marino, shall we? And I'm going, I'm playing an attacking side. You know oh, and also, you've got Rio and Sol behind you. Yeah, you exactly. worry about that. That's, that's, that's the right. point, isn't it? Yeah, go we'll on, Enjoy. Right. So, what about your uh, take us take us onto your wings or your your outside? Well, players? this is the problem, isn't it? My left side. I mean, this this you, you're going about why we didn't win. Oh, we always ended up playing the central midfielder on the left, didn't we? Mm. Which I think were a big problem. Me, I mean, best probably we'd ever did. We had Joe Cole playing that role. He, we he did. did all right, didn't he? Bless him. He did all right, but I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Gerard, which is weird because I'm picking again. He's gonna play out of position, isn't he? But I mean, who, who's your alternatives, really? You know what I mean? Andy Sinton. It's not. It's not. It's not happening, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris Waddle, John. Chris oh, Waddle. Now, yeah. Hey, you know what? Gerard. Gerard can get out. Well, Chris Waddle. Right. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Stevie G. I know he's gonna be gutted. Am I doing I that? Am I? I've scrubbed. I've scrubbed out Gerard. I put in Waddle. You're good with that, yeah. I'm absolutely fine with that, pal. Yeah, it won't it won't play right well in Sheffield if I didn't pick Waddle, would it? You know no. what I mean? All right, and then up front we're going to have uh, Alan Shearer. Yeah, and I did deliberate with this with Rooney and Owen because when Owen come on scene, they were fantastic, weren't he? But I think overall Rooney probably done more, didn't he? You know what I mean? Record goal scorer, all that. Mm. So we'll have Rooney and Shearer up top. Very nice, very very nice, very potent. I mean, that's and my manager's Kevin Keegan. Is, Is he? he? <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you had us then. It's Steve McLaren. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course it is. That's yeah, I've, old, I've written old, both old, of those old, down as well, John. Yeah, old umbrella man. Yeah. <laughs> who is it? Is it Bobby Robson? I'd probably go Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Who, um, by all accounts, were just a really lovely bloke. And you listen back to them stories about him and. Uh, just you know, I mean that that story Lineker tells about um, you know about the, the penalties Cam- Cameroon. Yes. The, the training, aren't the Italian ninety? And Bobby comes up to Lineker. He says, "There's a Cameroon spy up in stand." He says, "You've got to uh, you've got to change how you're taking your penalties." So Lineker does what he says, and in game he, he, they get a pen, they get two pens, don't they? And Lineker yeah. scores them, and apparently Robson runs up to him after he's like, "I told you, I told you, didn't I?" And all this, you know, but. Yeah, fantastic fella. So we'll have we'll have Bobby Rob Bobby, Bobby Robson, Robson as uh, as the manager. Well, that obviously appeased to appease your brother, your Geordie brother. So that's really nice <laughs> of you. Oh, he'll love that, Geordie. He'll love that. What is Geordie Chris? Gascoigne's in there. Waddles in there. Shearer, <laughs> look look what you've done for the family. <laughs> I'll tell you what, fog on the time, mate. He'll be buzzing when he hears that. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. John, thanks so much for joining yeah, us today. Cheers, John. Absolute right, pleasure. Cheers, lads. I've loved that. The Best 11 Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to The Best 11 Podcast. Don't forget, we've got new episodes out every Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 